are we? Who are oh. actually we? Who are we? Who are we? Yes. We are. Roll of drums. 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 Drums even. Drums. Gasps from the audience. We are the book whisperers. Did you see that? We never even tried that. We never even rehearsed that. What's going on there? Yes, we are the book whisperers. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us at thebookwhisperers.com Did you see that? I actually pointed my pen at her and then it just came out of her mouth. It was fantastic. It was just like, we're so excited to be here. You know, when it's post-lockdown mayhem, frankly. Yes. Hormones bouncing off the walls. Anyway, who are we? Who are the, we? Yes. Who wants to go first? Let's draw straws. Hang on a minute. Oh, Lee, you've got the long straw. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? No straw in sight. <laughs> Yes, I'm Lee Taylor and um, I'm a writer. Ta-da! Ding! And I'm a storyteller and I'm now a podcaster. Yes. (laughs) Um, Playwright, general dog's body, you know, chicken keeper, keeper of dogs. Um, But I'm here to talk about book whisperers and all things writing. Fantastic. Look at that. That was just like so professional. It was, wasn't it? So you know what? She thinks she practiced. M- Mary, you know, the pressure is on you and me, right? <laughs> yeah. So shall we do our, our short straws? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, maybe <laughs> you've got the medium-sized straw. <laughs> Superb. Well, I'm Mary Turner Thompson. I'm an author um, and a specialist in psychopaths, which is no help whatsoever when it comes to the book whispers, but memoir writer and... Um, yeah, just uh, I'm fascinated with books, love books, love words, love writing, love coaching, love doing all sorts of things. So that's my qualifications for being part of the book whisperers. So not lovely. And shall I draw my little short story? Draw your story, story here? you go. Oh, it's a teeny tiny one. I'm just going last. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Susan Cohen, and I'm a writer and a publisher. I run the Wee Book Company and a couple of other sister companies that have just been uh, launched in Loch Dune. Lock Dune. Lock Dune. And we're post Lock Dune happy. It's a, a great name for a, for a book, actually, Lock Dune. Lock Dune. Yeah. And we're like yeah. Brigadoon. Yeah, but Scottish not. version of the lockdown, yeah. <laughs> the Lock Dune Chronicles. And that's why we're here, because um, the three of us uh, decided at the beginning of Lock Dune <laughs> that we could do nothing of any practical use to anybody. <laughs> But we would try and throw some real loving energy and creative stuff out into the world and form the Book Whisperers. Uh, So how did you think that went during lockdown? I think it went really well. I think it's been brilliant. Mm. I mean, we got close on a thousand members on our uh, Facebook group. Um, We've been running... We ran three courses so far. We've run the generally getting started writing a book, which was a six-week course to start with. And then we went into, which Sue was responsible for, and we went into Lee's creative challenge for six weeks, Ta-da. which was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, and we're now, we're now nearly finished doing the six-week memoir writing course with me. So That's cracking. Three six-week courses we've done in, in, in the space of lockdown. And all, free, all free. All yeah. free. All free. All freely available. Um, and, you know, and, and people have been brilliant. They've been so nice about it and so... 
so yeah. supportive. And we've had books come out of it. We've had the Stir Crazy book, which was the book whispers coming out of it. And we've also had, you know, several of our people have actually published their own books in the time that they've been since the book whispers. We could talk to one later as well, aren't we? You know so, what? Yeah. I think that's the beauty of it is that we've had so much feedback that they become mates, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. You like know, family. Uh, they have, haven't they? And uh, we go live on Facebook every 8 pm. Well, I say live. <laughs> I mean, it's as live as we're going to get, right? It is live. We I do mean... that thing of like, you know, we get on StreamYard by saying, okay, make sure you're there by 7.45. So one person inevitably is not there. I'm not naming any names, but one of us last night. 7.55. Had her feet up. Had her feet up. So we phone up and say, where are you? Oh, I'm on the toilet. Oh, is it nearly 8 o'clock? Is it? Oh, I'm not sure. I've still got to feed the chickens. Oh, let the cat out of the bag. Who it was? <laughs> she did have a good excuse, though. We'll give her a good excuse. She is on crutches at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah. And uh, that's another long story. So yeah, it was the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, it's been really nice because there's we three writery people come from different. Uh, parts, I suppose, of the writing yeah. world, don't we? Mm -hmm. And that's been a lovely thing. So we've been able to offer the book whisperers and all the people that have joined us sort of little insights into different types of writing. Do you think mm -hmm. that that's yeah. something that's made it so magical? Do you yeah. think? Yeah, that's what's given it its, its colour and its flavour, really. Colour and flavour. You see, this is the thing about lovely Lee. She goes like all wistful and lovely. Whereas Mary and I are like, have you got it in the Word document? <laughs> It's Lee, have you pressed? Have you, have you unmuted yourself? Have you? No, Lee's going all wistful and oh, it's all colourful. Fluffy. It's all, Fluffy. look, look, look at the clouds. She's going, let's look on her back and look at the clouds. Yep, whatever. <laughs> and yet she's the one that was teaching us about anger management and kicking cardboard boxes. Oh, yes. What was that about anger management? Oh, anger management. When you get really, really hacked off and life has just taken you over and you're really annoyed. The best thing to do, this is what I do anyway, I've got a little collection of boxes in my house, is to grab your box. And if you've got a big enough hall, well, it doesn't really matter anywhere. And then kick the living daylights out of your box until you've crushed it down, <laughs> flattened it into nothing. <laughs> Swearing and shouting, that's if you swear. Obviously, I don't. Obviously. <laughs> Never, ever do you. Obviously. Until you've vented your spleen entirely and that box is no more. And you feel so much better for you it. You know what? It's good for recycling as well, actually, because you yeah. flatten the box. Yeah. yeah. Being, that, being that wordy person, you know what? See, whenever you say something like venting your spleen... Where on earth did that come from? Fainting your spleen? I think it came from about the 17th century. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> why, why am I not surprised Lee knows that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the time when they used to put leeches on them and stuff like that. that kind of leeches stuff. on them. Seriously. Yes. I know. Oh, no. What the actual I've been thinking now, though. I mean, what does venting your spleen mean? I mean, We're going to have to find out. Yeah, we quick, are, aren't quick, we? Let's grab the, grab the Google. Oh, <laughs> This is a podcasting Google free zone. Thank you very much. Eyes right. <laughs> and oh eyes my God, I've gone all bingo. bossy. You have, haven't you? Have. you? Have. Sorry, I've been gone all. <laughs> oh. oh, moving swiftly on. <laughs> so one of the things we're going to talk about is how we know each other. Ah. <clears throat> uh. Ah, well, once upon a time, many, many moons ago. <laughs> it's only last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was only last year. It feels like we've been known each other for years. It does. It feels like we've been childhood friends. No, sort of like... <laughs> 
there is an each element other. of truth to that, though. <laughs> but yeah, we, we met last oh, no, year. that's childlike, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was that time at the lap dancing club, and I said to them, I said, get that woman off the pole at 10 o'clock. I meant to be on stage now. And then that's how, no, it's not how we met. No, now, it's no. not how we met. No. No. Uh, much more mundane, but actually, She was on a equally, crutch. Yeah. <laughs> not a pole. <laughs> Yeah, we met. We met doing the. Um, we were organising a book festival, weren't we, last year? Well, for... when you say organising, well, we, we answered the call. I only went to hire a table so I could sell my books. <laughs> Little did you know, you got roped into being the chairman. I know. I know. And I still never got my badge. I know. After That's all shocking. that, That's shocking. We have to. We have to talk to them about that because it's still. I mean, even though the thing never went ahead, you know, we should still have got we our badges. badges. We were. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you hold a grudge or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we were promised branches and that's the only reason we went to Weatherspoons every week for months. <laughs> nine months or something. Yeah. 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 So having having been forced into each other's company for nine months in a row, you know, nine, every week. Oh, every I week. see. Oh, it's like. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but we had so we had such great. You know, we had. I mean, so many things came out of that that. We didn't anticipate it. Like, like we all said we wanted to do a comedy course because we, during the book festival, we were going to do comedy on stage. And that's what inspired Lee and I to go and do the comedy course yeah. and do stand-up comedy, which was absolutely brilliant was fun. But we wouldn't have done that if we hadn't been no, planning no. to do the, the book festival, doing the stand-up comedy there. So it's kind of inspired us to do lots of other things. Uh, and, you know, so, I mean, not least sitting down and having a chat about when lockdown happened, what could we do to help? Uh, and, and that was a really yeah. that was a positive thing. I think mm-hmm. that was a really positive thing. And actually, we threw out to our lovely whisperers last night mm-hmm. whether they had any whisperings, little questions, and they all popped out of nowhere, yeah, didn't they? Did. they? Yeah. So look, we've got proper papers. We're going to rustle them and everything. <laughs> that might be a bit much. Popooteries. <laughs> Popooteries. Popooteries. They're popooteries. Oh, look, we have. We've got proper papers. We have. Who wants to do the first one? Okay, it's a short one, so I'll do it. Eileen Monroe. I don't know where she's from. She you've, could got, be from. you've got old Radio 4, but I carry know, on. A Falkirk. She's, no, she's not from Falkirk. She's, she's north, I think she's in Glasgow. Eileen Monroe from Glasgow, or Glasgow. What do you wish you knew about publishing before you became published? That's her question. Well, contracts for a start. Well, contracts, yeah. I I think um, um, I think the thing I wish I knew about publishing before I was published would be um, that you have to do all your own marketing anyway. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have this uh, this impression that when a book is taken on by a traditional publisher, that they're just going to do it all. You can just sit down yeah. and write. And Your mind goes back to the 1950s yeah. and you yeah. think, oh, it'll all go out there. Yeah, you, know, you, can, by you, some you can be this, just this name on a book and, and sit in the background and everything will just happen. And it just doesn't happen that way anymore. You know, the authors have actually got to get out there and, and sell um, and, and market the books. But uh, So I wish I'd known that beforehand. It wouldn't have stopped me. <laughs> it wouldn't have changed anything, but I would, I, it would have been better prepared, I think. And it's also um, some publishers don't edit your books you know, there is that mind. There is that mindset where some some publishers, like the publishing company I was with, uh-huh. I had to do my own editing. So they didn't edit my books at all. So stunned the silence from me there. Mm. Really, mm-hmm. that's that's what kind I of went. what a traditional pub. That's one of yeah. the benefits of having a traditional publisher. Yeah. <laughs> so they do edit. That's uh, what I thought. Yeah. But no, it was a bit of a shocker. Yes. So, yeah. 
Now, what about you, Say? What's your... Well, you know, it's unusual that I'm stunned into silence, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm even surprising myself with the, with this one. But actually, I'm, I'm thinking back to, I think my first book was, uh, yeah, it was published. And I'm telling you something. All the things I learnt during that exercise of being published by someone else stood me in very good stead to go on and, and establish mm. my own publishing company. And and looking back, I think if I uh, if I had had the knowledge I had now, I wouldn't have given my book to that you know mm. to a publisher. I would have gone on and, and and established my own company. But I learned so much. So like like you, Lee, it was a very small publishing company, and I had to do a lot of it myself. So mm. I did a lot of rewriting, a lot of editing, um, oh, everything, everything. Mm. But in all credit to that publisher. Um, they were off and and they marketed it for me, and I think that's a really important point. If 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 this question is being asked, um, in relation to someone who's who's thinking about doing their due, their due diligence before they approach a publisher, what they should definitely do is see what is their capacity to market the book, because you can edit it, mm-hmm. you can rewrite, you can knock off the, the you know, the raw edges, and they always have raw edges. What, what's really difficult, you're right, Mary, is that unless you have the real skills and the massive time to devote to it, you're not going to be able to get it out to mass market. Mm-hmm. So, so do they have the client list that is going to possibly sell your book? You have mm-hmm. to have a presence, you do, you have to have an audience, but actually it's not that audience you want to sell to, you want to sell to your publisher's audience. Yeah. So I think that's perhaps what they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're getting at there. I think one thing I want to add to that is if you are looking for a publisher, um, there are two types of publishing that are okay. There's self-publishing and there's traditional publishing. The third type, which is hybrid publishing, don't touch with a oh, barge pole. Look, I got so, so excited to knock my, my microphone. <laughs> I'm doing a cross sign. No! Don't I'm picking up my crutches. <laughs> so, Mary, explain to us what hybrid publishing is. Well, traditional publishing, you get... Um, <laughs> The faces I'm getting from them. Traditional <laughs> publishing, you get they they pay all the costs, they pay everything, and they basically take control of your book and give you a royalty on each book that's sold. So generally, between ten and fifteen percent, or seven and fifteen percent, depending on your publisher. It's self-published. You pay for everything up front, and you get a hundred percent of the sale of the book, and you get a hundred percent of the profit. So it's like either you're investing in your future by doing self and self. Publishing, <laughs> or somebody else is investing you by doing a petition publishing. Hybrid publishing is when they say, "Well, you pay us up front to do the design and the editing and stuff like that, and then we give you fifty percent of the royalties, etc." And the trouble with hybrid publishing is they never have to sell a book because they're making all their money off the author. Mm-hmm. So it is effectively, in my opinion, a con. Mm-hmm. I, I have to so. say, I agree with you. It's what they call vanity. Vanity, yeah. Publishing. Van- vanity which is, which is a horrible publishing. thing, yeah. isn't it, to call it? Because yeah. that's casting an aspersion on, on the author. Yeah, but they try and pretend they're traditional publishers. But, you know, what they, they come and say, oh, we think your book is brilliant. Oh, we want yeah. to publish it. They behave as if they're a traditional publisher. And they say, but, you know, we want you to invest some of your money in it. If you think it's good, you know, we're going to invest some money, but we want you to invest some too. And they charge like £10,000. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. You know, you can, you can easily get a graphic designer, someone to do the layout. I mean, I'm, I, I do all this stuff for clients, you know, and we'd be charged like £500 for doing all of that. Mm. And it's, it, is, it is not necessary to... <laughs> Sue's putting her hand up. Uh, it's not necessary to 
you know, have somebody do that and then take royalties. No. You know, yeah, so no, if you do actually successfully right. sell your own book, you you actually, you know, you, you're giving them 50% of something you've mm. already paid for to set up. Mm. So, yeah, don't touch them with a barge pole. Do yeah. your research on who the publisher is. Even if a traditional publisher comes to you and says, here's, here's a great contract, you know, check it very carefully. And if you if they're asking you for any money up front, they are not a traditional not, publisher. Yeah. <clears throat> Down with hybrids. Yeah. <laughs> that's Can't say Sarah Sears for five seconds coming. Slogan, it? <gasps> yes, that'll be one. <laughs> and then we were talking about t-shirts as we went down yeah. with hybrids. Have um, we got time for another quick question? Do you I think? think so. I think so. so um, Ooh, we haven't got a clock. Now you know what Mary's rummaging in her pockets. You always know that's terribly exciting when that happens. Oh, I know. She could bring forth. She's anything. got very commodious pockets. <laughs> You're saying I've got big trousers. <laughs> What's another? I, I, I like the, the question from Mimi, who's who's only six, which Aww. we do actually have as a as a recording, which we could play. How does a six-year-old become an author? Perfect. So how does a six-year-old become an author? Oh. How adorable is that question? <laughs> so write a good book. I've yeah. heard of Black Beauty. I mean, she's only got four years to go. Yeah. Yeah. Anna Sewell, she wrote that at the age of 10. There was the, there was a book written by a child and her mother about uh, being able to understand cats. That was uh, I can't remember the name of it now. The cat listener or something. Oh no, that's annoying. I can't remember it. Um, but yeah, sort of like the other thing is to actually work with somebody. So work yeah. with an adult to do it. But I mean, I think th I think the best advice you can give any children about about being an author is read, 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 read as much as you can because the more you read, the better writer you become. Mm -hmm. I think that's can. true, isn't it? And also, you know what? I think possibly that whole um, daily writing thing. Yeah. Doing it from a really early age. Yeah. Because um, I remember when I was little, I was I was always either writing a diary or writing a journal or mm -hmm. writing a story. And I think it actually is. It's, it is something, yeah. isn't it? That, that that It's like a muscle. That, you know, if, if you use that right from a young age, that becomes a very natural thing. Yeah. I mean, my youngest boy is on his, his I think it's eighth, ninth book now. And uh, he's just about to self-publish his fifth one today. And it's really exciting. And uh, he has kept a diary since he was five. That's fantastic. And I think that that's daily writing yeah. practice, actually, yeah. even if it's just for, you know, I ate an apple today. You know, yeah. even if, but I think that daily writing practice, I don't think there's any substitute for that, along with, you know, yeah. extensive reading, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, so there's such um, amazing research nowadays about how it helps your mental health. Mm -hmm. And I'm writing a journaling and, and writing a diary actually helps your mental health and helps you. Uh, I mean, it's amazing research being so It actually makes you live longer. You know, you, you, it staves off dementia. It, it sort of helps you live longer. It helps your health and stuff like that. Because the more you read, the more you're experiencing life from other people's perspectives. I think um, that's true. No, and, also, just, so say, and also you've got a record of what's been going mm. on. So if someone's, I don't yeah. know, done something heinous or, or wonderful. <laughs> it helped me. <laughs> It's like a lot of people said, how could I remember so accurately, you know, the, the memoir and, and what my husband did and stuff like that. And, uh, and it was because I had I had written down, you know, uh, and uh, journaled quite a lot of what had happened. So I knew exact dates about, um, you know, items of discovery. And well, stuff, that's so. a really good yeah. segue, though, into your book, Mary. So it's a chance for you because, you know, some people who are listening might not be familiar oh, with your book. Are you saying somebody might not know who I am? <laughs> My goodness. Do you know who I am? 
<laughs> yeah, well, my, my, my book's called The Bigamist, um, and it's a memoir about my husband who uh, turned out not to be my husband because not only was he a bigamist, he was also a con man and a psychopath who actively impregnates women to the rhythm of money. So, yeah, he's, he's quite a chap. And uh, so the first book I've got is The Bigamist, which is the six years I had with him. Um, and uh, the, the, it's not a it's not a twist in the tail mystery of <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. It's very much more understanding how it happens and how it happens to people and, and mm-hmm. the psychology yeah. of it really. So yeah. psychology. Of it. And uh, I've got a new book coming out next year, which is called The Psychopath, which is a sequel because The Bigamist has been out for fourteen years, and uh, my much overused uh, statement it's made me an international bestseller. An <laughs> international bestseller. So many Turner Thompson. <laughs> we're we're in the in the presence of writing royalty. <laughs> oh, gosh, wow. You should see the tiara on her head oh, I as know, well. I, I know, know. It's, it, it goes to the ball gown, though. I know. <laughs> I We're thought for mid-afternoon the ball gown was a bit much, but I didn't like to see it. <laughs> she wouldn't let us in unless we were wearing rags. <laughs> oh, God, does that make us the ugly sisters? Moving on. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, Michael. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's behind you. Okay. Sorry. No, she doesn't. Oh yes. So talking, she talking, does. talking about pantomimes. Sue. <laughs> Why don't you introduce what you do? Oh well, yes. <laughs> the well, talking stuff. from pantomime. Yeah. So I had um, the pleasure, the great pleasure of of working with Alan Stewart last year. He of Pantomime Deemhood. That's the way to do it. 60 years in show business this year. Oh, oh he's still a young thing. He's still a, yeah. I tell you what, he's, he celebrated his 70th birthday zooming up and down in some blooming mountain bike. You know, two hands, no hands, whoa, ho, ho. you know what, it's the way to live. Yeah, it's it the way to live. Yeah. Not but, for um, long, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I but, could lend him my clutches, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so so I I generally write uh, comedy. There's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a series of books uh, with the Rebook Company, and I publish other people, including Alan Stewart. And uh, our sister company is coming out soon with another ten comedy books. Ten? Did I mention ten? Ten. All wow. written during lockdown. All she's been doing wow. is writing. Yeah. Writing. Writing, that's true. Yeah. The house is a midden, but the books are fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Lee? Because you've got, oh, at least oh, where am a I flurry going? of books. I've got a flurry of books. I've got Midlothian Folk Tales. Because I'm a storyteller, I decided to write on all the local tales around me. So I interviewed people and then embellished, as you do. Fantastic. <laughs> no, I did, I did look in the local history um, and research and things like that. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I mined a load of stories there. So that's <laughs> Midlothian folk tales. And then I decided to do uh, folk tales for children. So I did Animals, Beasties and Monsters of I Scotland. I love that. I love the title. A beautiful yeah. title. Yeah, no, it's great. And, um, and I worked in both cases with Sylvie Troon, who is an amazing author. She's a puppeteer and a storyteller, but she's also an incredible artist. So she lives right the way up in Fife. 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 <laughs> Fife. I don't think that's very far from Fife. <clears throat> um, <laughs> what, Fife? Not yeah. far from... I think she lives in Wormit, and I love the name. Oh, that's good. Wormit. It, it um, sounds like it should be in the West Country, Wormit. do, don't it? 
<laughs> Just give us a bottle of cider and we're all ready. <laughs> and our smocks. Like <laughs> You do that awfully well, Lee. I know. Well, I'm from Gloucester, aren't I? I'm a Gloucester lass. <laughs> but ain't no pram round here. <laughs> so there's that. And then, oh God, I could go on. Um, written plays or performances for storytelling, you know, international festivals, toured plays and things like that and um, my next book is kind of based on memoir part memoir it's called Half Life so that's about a woman having a catastrophic nervous breakdown in the 1960s and really it's a a spotlight on life for women in the 60s and knock-on effects for various family members and things mental health Uh, yeah yeah yeah, mental health riveting read it sounds it actually. I'm it does sound, it, you know, genuinely it does sound time for oh oh <clears throat> well but we'll go on to that question next week because Mady's doing that thing. <laughs> have we run out of time. time already? No, no, we haven't, but we, we have got a guest oh, that we were going to call um uh, and have a conversation with. So Hello 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 Lisa. Hello, hello. <laughs> You're live on yes. the Book Whisperers podcast. How exciting is this? Oh, I know. Whisper- down my phone for a podcast. <laughs> Very exciting. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, listen, um, you've got a new book out. Tell us all about it. I, Love Bites. Oh, I do, I do. Well, it's called Love Bites. And uh, it was it's my lockdown project. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and kind of thanks to the book whisperers, really, for kicking me in not literally up the backside, but from <laughs> social distancing, up the social distancing, <laughs> a virtual kick, and sort of kind of like, well, the whole thing of lockdown was, well, I keep saying I need time to write, I can't write because I don't have time, and then we have lockdown, and all of a sudden there was time for all of these characters that were rumbling around in my head and making me laugh and cry. Um, to be written. Um, but then I didn't quite know how to go about it. And then uh, I guess you guys found me. You found me online. And I took part in Stir Crazy. And that got my writing muscle going. And then I couldn't not stop putting my pen down. My pen was my keyboard, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I love nice. that so much. That's so nice. What did you find that was 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 useful? Because... Um, I know you were saying that it kind of gave you a sort of kick up the bottom, as it were. Do you think mm. it was something to do with sort of getting your daily writing practice going, Lisa? Do you think that's what it was? I, yeah, I definitely think that's. I definitely think that was the the key for me. So having um, like having something that I could go to online once a week and and speak to other people, seeing things posted. Um, yeah, and then you know have the whole idea about stir crazy. It just um, it just grabbed me, and I I was also part of another rewriting group over in, in Sterling, and they were doing sort of prompts every day. So it was like these things were just there massaging this this writing muscle, and it just um, it just all grew out just grew all out of that. And and I have to tell you a little morbid thing as well yeah. because I'm 63. I suddenly thought. I could get COVID and I could die. 
And then that book that I'd always promised that I would have published, and I'd, I'd had nonfiction published, but that sort of storybook that, that I always said I would have published wouldn't, won't happen. Yeah. So yeah. There, was, there was also a sort of a bit of that, you know, like it's a, a, it's a bit of a legacy product. Yeah. project. That's that interesting. I never, yeah. I never thought of it that way either, actually. That, that's, that, that's a good point, you know. You it's... know how I'm a nerd and I've got a quote for every occasion. Is it is it, is yeah. it Maya Angelou by any chance? Well, <laughs> well, I think it was Tom Stoppard, Tom Tom Stoppard that that wrote the line. Um, I think it only art endures, mm-hmm. and I ah. think that's a really powerful thing. Actually, I think you're right. right. You know, I think that you know, long after we've gone, you know, you, you, you we're still listening to people's music, we're still watching uh, people's films, we're still you know appreciating yeah. people's paintings, and we're still reading people's books who have long gone. Yeah, and I think yeah, you know, you're right. True. I think I think art has long been devalued and actually during lockdown um, I, I genuinely think we've come to, to appreciate mm-hmm. its importance in our lives yeah. so listen we yeah. want to ask you where can we get your book Lisa oh right where can, um, we, ha- where so... can we hunt it down <laughs> well it's very easy because you can go on the thing called a computer I don't know if you can do that it's a very rare website not many people know about it it's called Amazon um, and if you go to Amazon Books and type in Lisa Miles Love Bites it will come up there Brilliant. and the nice thing about it is it's available on Kindle or it's available as a paperback and it's also, I think, available for borrowing, so people can, you know, they're not sure they can just. So, sort of kind, read if, if they're on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. 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 So if you, so, if, you if you pay to the subs- subscription service, um, if yeah. you're on Kindle Unlimited, you can actually get it free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can borrow exactly. it free. Yeah. That is really exciting. I am it? so excited for you. And it's like when we started lockdown, you weren't yeah. an author, and you've now got two books with uh, Stir Crazy Out and uh, and Love Bites. And, yeah. you know, sort of like, it's so nice. I mean, this is this is what we start the book whispers for, is because we wanted good things to come out of lockdown. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when we were sitting there talking, we were saying, you know, what we're not nurses, what can we do? And it's like people are going to be having so much time in their hands. This is yeah. exact. This is exactly. What we wanted to see wanted happen, doesn't it? Inspire yeah. people, emotive. I definitely would not be sitting here with um, love bites in my hand um, without the book whispers. I really Yay. wouldn't. Because, Yay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I, I would. I just would have. Maybe I would have written. I might. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't have written, but I, I, I wouldn't have. I, I don't think I would have been committed. I wouldn't have got that sort of, you know, that energy. Um, and I think there would have been a lot of self-doubt. I think a lot of the things that you all said when you were doing those sort of Monday night crazy things with your clothes on sometimes <laughs> and those off at other times. I, I, well, I shouldn't say that. Anyway. <laughs> it's said every week, Lisa. It's said every week. So <laughs> The whole naked truth came out there. <laughs> it did. It did that night, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just sort of, you know, those pearls of wisdom. And I think... Um, um, you know, Sue would often talk about, you know, keep from her sort of counselling background about that thing about the the voices and, and it's important to keep going and just all the little pearls of wisdom used throughout there. So, oh, yeah, that oh, really, it was, it was so motivating. It, it really was. So there were times when I thought, oh, this is just a pile of rubbish. Um, and then, <laughs> no. You know, it's called imposter then, uh, syndrome and every single author goes through that. Mm. Every single one. Uh, it's just yeah. you know it, we all do that. <laughs> it's terrifying yeah. giving your writing out there. Congratulations! Yeah. What's your next project going to be, Lisa? Do you think? So I'm I'm writing right now. I'm writing a story 
um, about a girl called Amelia. It's I'm hoping to enter it in um, uh, the Bath Children's Festival. Um, Fantastic. So it's a 70,000-word young adult novel um, exploring a girl from the age of 10 to 16 who comes from quite a sort of difficult, rough family. And her brother gets killed right at the beginning of the book. Her brother's stabbed. So she's got quite a sort of, you know, a lot going on. Um, so that, I, I had a dream about the young man being stabbed. So I didn't know about Amelia until I started writing about him. Um, and then one of the stories in Love Bites um, has a prequel, has a novel to it. But it's a very dark novel and I need and yeah, I know. Just, I know the one um, you're talking about. I've read Love Bites, yeah. and I can thoroughly recommend it. Actually, uh, it had me, it had me laughing, and had me absolutely sobbing my heart out. Not, not with sorrow, but with just kind of mixed joy and sorrow together. It was weird. Very, mm. very good book. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the book's weird. The emotion I felt was weird. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, I do thoroughly yeah. recommend it. And I know exactly which story you're talking about, and I really want to read it. So, okay. you know, I'll, I'll be your first Thank customer. You. Definitely. Well done. Well, you know what? I have to say, we're sitting here just, just grinning from ear to ear. That's such a lovely thing. Ah, and so also nice you're talking like, like a writer now mm-hmm. in that whenever we finish, our, whenever we sort of put our, our last full stop on, on the last mm-hmm. bit, we're always moving forward, always. And, and yeah. you've got the bug now and that's just a wonderful yeah. thing. Do you know, I feel like we've given birth. Oh. <laughs> Oh dear, that would be painful. <laughs> no, no pain. No, just gas and air, gas and air. <laughs> Had a lo- lovely fun time doing it. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, um. all right then, go into the world, sweet child, and prosper. Thank <laughs> you so much. I've just been blessed. That's awesome. Oh, uh, listen, the best of luck with that. And then um, we'll Thank we'll be you. um we'll be able to find you on Facebook, won't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will, yes. I got a Love Bites page on Facebook. So again, there are some rather naughty Facebook Love Bites, apparently. So you have to. <laughs> I can imagine to... the name. The yeah, but, uh, yeah. Sue's looking at me I funny. I'm so innocent. I didn't Could think of possibly, that when I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so if they type in Love Bites and type in Lisa Miles, hopefully they'll arrive on the right page. Oh, wonderful. And I'm also got a Twitter account too. Ooh. That's new. I've never tweeted before, but I'm twittering away. Look at you. <laughs> you go, girl. You go. Listen, best of luck. Lovely to talk to you. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Lots of love Thank and, you so much. and just okay. more power to you. Bye. Lots of love. Take care. Lots of love. Thank you so much. You're bye welcome. Bye. 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 That's just so heartening, isn't it? Oh. And that's been happening a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah. Somebody said to me once that, you know, you threw a stone in sort of a pool and then and then no matter what happens, there are concentric circles towards mm-hmm. the edges. And actually, if you just keep on sort of plunking things into the pool, <laughs> eventually the ripples will go know, The ripples are going to go. And that's such a lovely thing. Well, I know of one it? other um, writer, someone who also came on to Stir Crazy with us, and that's Liam, yeah. Liam McKnight. And he's now going on to publish um, an anthology of poetry. Oh, fantastic. Um, so that's another baby. Yeah. Are, straight oh. out. <laughs> That wasn't a sound effect. That was actually Lee. That was Lee. She made that noise. <laughs> With my mouth. With my mouth, I just want to add. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Oh, excellent. <laughs> just, uh, what the actual heck? <laughs>
Exactly. It's so. exciting. It is really exciting. And I think anything that, that brings you back to the creativity, which is what you were born with, mm, yeah. but it's educated out of us or, or somehow, you know, economically driven out of us. But there's a stage of life where, where you know, it's really nice to just embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I think particularly women, actually, I think, you know, you know, if you have children and homes and things, it's like running a small company anyway. So having that little part of you set space free. set aside for yourself, yeah. Now talking about here, like wait, see this. <laughs> talking about space being set aside for us as creators, we're going into our whisperers <laughs> readings. Ooh. <laughs> again, completely unrehearsed. <laughs> Do you want me to do a pop again? Oh, yes, do a go pop. On. Go do Are pop. you ready? A one, a two, two a one, three, two, three, four. What's <laughs> <laughs> hey. talent on this woman? I no, tell I mean, there's it. nothing you can't do. No, and that was with my year old. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you said that. Keep it above the neck. It's a good chap. So come on, and Lee, what, what have you written this week or what are you going to give um, us? I've got one and it's it's based on this is when I could walk <laughs> before you knackered your knee before I knackered my knee I, I, I literally can't walk folks I just want I just want you all to hear that that I can't walk at the moment and I want you to, to send me chocolates and flowers <laughs> <laughs> all gratefully received I'll give you the address at the end um, <laughs> but yes I wrote this because um, I've adopted two dogs two puppies and I've been taking them on long walks and this one's called The Stone Wall Whose hands placed those stones there? Were they broad and calloused covered with dirt and moss from honest work? Did they marvel at the view stop and eat their piece taking the crust from a dirty cloth savouring each morsel as the linnet cried aloft This brown, earthed place, rich with my ancestors' dreams, carved and cut with a horseman's plough, is silent with its secrets, born on the wind, captured in half-remembered memory. Wow. I am so not reading mine, though. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be so daft. That was beautiful. Good. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful, actually. Yeah. Thank you. The rich with rich with my ancestors' dreams. Mm. That's lovely. Yeah. That's really lovely. Oh, thank absolutely you. Stunning. How I love in that. the actual heck can you write something about a bleeding wall and almost make us cry? Now that is what you call creativity, right, Turner Thompson? That is, yeah. yeah that oh. is. That's just pottering about with my dogs. I know. It's- Sickening. All right, then maybe over to you. No, no, I'm, I haven't got anything this week. I'll, I'll, I'll do it next time. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> so you're going to have to do it, Sue. Well, I spent a whole week in this studio uh, a few weeks ago reading out the, the, the bigamist from start to finish. It's a long process. <laughs> oh, well, that's really embarrassing. Well, well, I was, okay, in my defence, before I start, <laughs> in my defence, no, don't. It's a don't different style. You yes, don't have to defend it. I was it. going to do my lovely little sort of weepy lock dune poem, and then I realised I did that thing with my computer where I filed it somewhere and I can never find it. Again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I know it's in my computer. I just don't know where it is. So somebody yeah. very, very foolishly asked me to write um, is this a Shona? baking recipe no. book. No. no, 
And I said, of course, have I ever been known to say no to anything? Mm-hmm. So ask me anything. I'll go, yeah, that's no problem. That's true. And then, of course, I realised I, I don't know anything about baking. So what I thought I would do is fill it with just a few wee stories and then just a few scone recipes and I'll get off with that, will I? So this is called What a Buddha Hosting a Fancy Pants Afternoon Tea at Your House. Well, here's how not to. Menu. Drop scones, shortbread, gingerbread, fruitcake, flapjacks. Okay, how difficult can it be? Invite all your family and friends and neighbours and nobody you've ever met over to your house for afternoon tea on a Sunday. Even that pan loafy wifey twa doors doon. Sure you want to show off your belt and bacon skills. Think of changing your name to Buttery McMuffin Pan the Great. <laughs> Time to get organised cracking. Saturday. This is a wee diary, this is. The morn, hoof it over to these shops pronto. So busy at these shops and in a mask tea. Stick your tootsies into your baffies and have a wee snooze. Sunday, sometime. Wake up bolt upright with a start covered in flour half an hour before your guests arrive. Go on the mad <laughs> mental vraj. Run round the house, chuntering and throwing things. Get the sharp bread you haven't got time. There's the doorbell some early. Pretend you never heard the bell. <laughs> Run to the downstairs lobby to wash the flour off your coupon. The bell is gone and ran round the back door. Lob your gingerbread and fruit cake into fancy pants plates. Drop the flapjacks on the floor. Scoop up the flapjacks, wipe them on your penny and stick them aside. The gingerbread and the fruit cake. Hello, old pal. Stand and smile at your early guest. The Pointing at your baking like everything's fine. 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 Everything's fine. The Let your early guest, the take off his coat and drop it into the spare room. I gone, scram, Venusia bam pot. Grab your whisk and whip up your drops gone batter like a demon as black as the Earl of Hell's waistcoat. There's a cast of thousands now traipsing through your front door. Hello, dear friends. Make like yon Mary Berry a picture of baking calmness, but without the fancy jacket. Breathe. You can do this. Ah, you can. You've got this. Get your cowed and beef and grit through the afternoon, pretending you're interested in all these stories of fancy holidays, grand wains, and all these wee scabby dags. Oh, lovely. Avoid the impulse to give any a good scalp if they come anywhere near you. No, don't hit them. Just don't. <laughs> Look at your watch now and then and sigh. Be careful. Don't overdo it, but sigh. Sigh a lot. <laughs> Once everybody's hoofed it out the door, pour yourself a wee dram of whiskey and park your ass in your favourite chair. Stick your trotters up and swear to never, 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 never invite anybody over for afternoon tea ever again. Till next time. Sh- I got the drop scones. Put the batter in the fridge. That's breakfast sorted. Cracking. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> oh, awesome! I love that. Good. So I think I that, would read you know, that. I would read that cookbook. I, I would buy that cookbook. I have to say, I love that. I don't. Think That's me. Clients. That's the way I cook. <laughs> I don't know if that's quite what the client had in mind, but you know, hey ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's brilliant. 
you see, <laughs> I have to say, and that's the really nice thing about the book whispers, we all have such different styles. Mm. And I think over a lockdown period, it became such an intense thing. Because all we had to do was either watch Netflix or kill, you know, a member of our family. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've got several buried in the back garden now. <laughs> Fred West's got nothing on me. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, Mary, you'd excuse from this week's yeah. performance. Well, uh, next time I'll give you some insights into psychopathy. How about that? Oh, yeah, that Ooh. would be great. Mm. Yeah, that would be good. And now, so we're talking about the week past. Did you read anything that, that jumped out at you and struck you as odd or funny or remarkable? Or did you see anything on Facebook? Or did you watch a film? Or what did you do that stuck in your head? I could tell from the expressions <laughs> that the Our answers have fairly... gone blank. No, shall I tell <laughs> you mine? What about mine? you? Yes. Shall I tell you mine? <laughs> yeah, go shall on, I, go shall on. I, shall I? <laughs> go on then, go on then. So I'll tell you what. So I had a really quiet Sunday afternoon reading the Sunday Times, as you do, swinging in my wee garden chair, and I opened the Sunday supplement. And I know that it's a very serious, very serious thing that's going on, particularly for, for young people, and they don't have jobs, and, you know, it's really tough. But the headline was, I don't know why I'm laughing, because it's not that funny, but anyway, there's a beautiful young girl sitting in the most sumptuous garden in the world with this expensive expensive house in the background and the headline was something like why the pandemic has ruined this girl's life <laughs> oh that's so hard and I thought really yes. <laughs> send her over here I'll show you how to ruin your life <laughs> Got lots of practice at it. Um, <laughs> the truth. You speak the truth, my young Padwan. <laughs> oh gosh, it's, it, it's it's been a weird, weird, weird year. I keep seeing headlines that uh, I I like doing. <laughs> there was a headline I saw last week that was actually um, two Indian school students discovered there's a meteor heading towards Earth. And this was the headline. There's a meteor heading towards Earth. It is currently... But there are loads of them. No, 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 no. Yeah. This this one oh, is going to come one. really close. And it is... And I, so it's currently, when you read the article, it's currently in orbit around Mars. When it does break that orbit and come to Earth, it's actually going to miss us by 10 times the distance of the moon. And actually, it's not going to happen for about a million years. <laughs> and I'm like, really? It's 2020 and you're giving us headlines like this? <laughs> it's like, enough of this. And what were these students doing about it? Putting helmets on or something? <laughs> no, they just, they just discovered it. They just discovered the trajectory. And therefore, you know, this was headline news. And it's like, really? But like, we haven't had enough kind of disaster stuff in 2020. We want to kind of exaggerate <laughs> a story that's going to happen in a million years is this major headline. Do you want to do that? I am. As soon as you said there was a meteor heading towards Earth, I thought, oh no, I've got a butternut squash in the cupboard. I'd better use it. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that you didn't think, oh, but I've still got this book to write. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's like madness. It's actual Um, 
madness. <laughs> Absolutely. So the week ahead, girls, what have we got planned for the week ahead? Oh well, I'm going to I'm going to put together a shop for for the book whispers. I'm going to put together things where where people can buy author merchandise, author merch. merchandise. So merch. you can you can yeah. get your, your your coffee cup with Mr. Wright on it, but W R I T E. You know, uh, or you can get your you can get your T-shirt. No or your, hybrids. No hybrid. <laughs> no hybrid publishing. Or you can get your T-shirt with you know psychopath magnet on it. Or you can get, <laughs> or your baby grow. You know, with author and training on it. You no, know, something like that. So you know your author gifts, your writer gifts. I'm going to put yeah. together a shop for the book whispers. Right on. So anyone, right on. There you go. So if yeah. anyone's got any ideas for for. For our merchandise. For words, for words, or if they'd like to see gifts with, you know, author gifts or writer gifts, uh, let us know and we'll um, we'll put them up on the shop. Maybe so that's my plan. Fire. She is. That's she my plan is. for the week. So I'm going to be writing, yes. but I'm going to be writing things to put on merchandise. Merch. Merch. Yeah. Merch. Yeah. How about that's you? Um, well, I'm still um, getting ready for Scaramouche Press. It launches next yeah. month. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I know it is really exciting. Um, frightening and exciting. But yes, we're getting, we're getting there. So it's going to be scaramoucherepress.com. That is very exciting. And it's, it'll be e-publishing. That's even more exciting. Fantastic. Yeah. That is actually really good. Yeah. So. yeah. What about you, Sue? Oh, do you know what? It's ridiculous at my head. It's like a writing juggling circus. Yeah. But yeah, um, what have I got on the go at the moment? Oh, I think I'm going to devote the week. Actually, no, I think I think you're right. I think I'm going to do something beautiful. I'm going to research my Burns book. Mm, I know. Yeah. I know Robert Burns. And actually, part of the Robert Burns book um, is a love letter to Jean, who was his remarkable, long-suffering yeah, yeah. wife. And I think any Burns book actually has to be just tempered with a little bit of contextual stuff. And so to me, it's like eating honey all day. Ooh, honey, butternut squash. Okay, it's like <laughs> eating honey. <laughs> honey bees. You've got bees. Yeah, we've yeah, we got bees. Oh, don't even go there. Yeah, no, My other half's a beekeeper. <laughs> don't even mention, because you'll be there for three hours later going, Really? <laughs> or is there is there that sound in the background where you go? <laughs> Don't do that. Seriously, it's hypnotic to him. It? It's like a way with a fade. <laughs> crazy pants. Does he wear? Does he dress up as a bee? Oh, <laughs> don't even go there. <laughs> I think he once fell asleep in his beekeeping suit. You know the big white thing. Oh, with, with the, the big, big hat. A yeah, big hat. Kinky. Yeah. My next, my next door neighbour's into beekeeping. He used to keep bees. Yeah. Until one day the swarm came across. They swarmed across our back garden. I was actually outside drawing with my son at the time. It was like, run, run. <laughs> the sun go out. Yeah. It is we could stunning. see them battering against the window. It all went dark. You know, they were like following us. It's stunning. It's the most mm. beautiful thing. I mean, really, it's an amazing thing. But yeah, I think it really gets a hold of you. Yeah. But it's like me with writing, talking about, you know yeah. what it's like, you know, we're obsessed with we're what we do. We're passionate about it. Yeah. And he's passionate about his bees. Mm. Yep. We're just passionate about A, B, C's. That's oh. a bit <laughs> <laughs> That was quick. What? She was on it. <laughs> She's on it like a car bonnet. Yeah. <coughs> so me. anyway, back to Jean Armour. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. A love letter to Jean, I think, this week. And, I, and that is, it's a full week because I'm very conscious of the fact that there are real... Burns experts out there, but my mission, should I choose to accept it, 
Did you see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely want to produce a book which has got bite-sized burns so that it's accessible to everybody because really sometimes people feel that it's just so difficult to get to grips with the yeah. language, to get to grips with very, sometimes some, you know, some meaty texts that you know can be pages long and people find it quite intimidating. So I'm just breaking it down and he was hilarious. Yeah. He was funny, he was clever, he would make you cry, and then in the next breath he'd make you laugh till you peed your pants. I mean, mm-hmm. he really was amazing. He was outrageous and he was cruel, but he was also just tender and loving. He was so, yeah. No, yeah. That sound, so sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> that, oh, and it sounds, Awfully like you. <laughs> Apart from the cruel bit, thanks. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you would be like, be like. <laughs> was amazing he yeah. was an amazing person and I'm really really passionate about it but I think he's fallen out of favour particularly in these days of feminism when it's blatantly obvious that he treated women so badly sometimes yeah. not all the time but sometimes he definitely did um, and so I think tempering it with recognising the women as the remarkable women that they were mm-hmm. he, had um, so, he had something like 14 children didn't he mm-hmm. that they knew of yeah, I think so the same as my ex yeah yeah, I think he was a bit of an <laughs> opportunist. So, yeah, I've, I did a bit of research on him, you know, basically because there's, there's an awful lot of similarities between him and my ex. So, um, Are you saying he's a psychopath? I don't think he was. I don't think he was because I think he genuinely did love people. I think he was just a bit yeah. rampant. Well, he was passionate. He was a very passionate man. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like so, you, Susan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see where the affinity comes from. Oh... <laughs> I think <laughs> you go home, go home and think about that one all night, and go, hang on a minute. <laughs> no, I have to say, yeah. I'm totally obsessed, and yeah. I think that the beautiful thing was um, that's the, the best way to be down. about a book. Actually, I think yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Although it was quite funny. I don't know why I'm whispering because when this goes out, everybody will hear. <laughs> why am I whispering like? There's only three of us Because you're here. a book whisperer. Yeah, good point. Oh, that's right. good. <laughs> but I was at the Burns Conference in January and I was conscious of the fact that everybody knew the pronunciation of every syllable and every word and every where, where every piece of punctuation was and the complete works. And so I realised that it's a, it's a field of experts. So I want to kind of respect that. But this, at the same time, I, I don't want to dumb it down. I want to make sure that we're, that we're doing it properly to sort of tribute him. But I do want it to make it much more accessible mm, to lots yeah. of people. And particularly when we're talking about, you know, Scottishness, who we are, where we're going in terms of our politics and all sorts of things. He's part of the debate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So well, I think actually anything and that we can do. I know that when I first came to Scotland and they were doing a burn supper, I just thought they'd all gone mad. Because nobody explained to me what was going on. I was staying in the college at the time. And there they were sort of, you know, heralding this platter with it. <laughs> with the haggis on top. And then stabbing it. It's like, oh, my God, are they going to start going, you know, st- start staring mad now? You know, stabbing everybody. It's the best night out ever, isn't oh, it? That's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I certainly got stuck into the whiskey, you know. <laughs> As you do. As, As you, you do. do. And therein lies the tale. So, loves, let's leave people with much love and light and energy and inspiration. What can we say to people who are thinking of maybe writing for the first time, haven't picked up a pen in ages? What would you suggest join for us. their weekly yeah, writing join us. 
yeah. Join us. I think, you know, it's, 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 it can be quite frightening um, giving, you know, giving your writing to someone to read. Um, I, I always equate it to the, it's like pulling the pin on a grenade and chucking it and then waiting for the bang. You don't know whether it's going to be a fizzle bang or, or what, you know, and it's so it can be quite scary. But the lovely thing about the book whisper is it, it is a closed group. So you have to re- request to join. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means that you can't they can't share your writing with other people. It can't just be automatically shared on Facebook. And it, it's just such a nice community. And it's mm-hmm. it's. You know, you're in safe yeah, hands. Yeah, you're in safe hands. And pe- people don't, you know, they're, they're not being nasty with the criticism. They're being straightforward and, you know, and supportive to try and help people make their writing better. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say join us. Join us. We're, we're, the, mm-hmm. we're just the Book Whisperers on Facebook. Uh, or you can find us at www.thebookwhisperers.com. Um, and uh, I would say, yeah, just uh, that would be the best advice we can give people, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the way you said um, closed group. Uh, because you're the emperor of the gate, you? you shall not pass. <laughs> Gandalf with my staff. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's really nice, the, the fact that it's a private, closed group. Actually, it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. It's a really safe space. And sometimes um, we invite people to record their stuff straight to mm-hmm. camera. Now, for a lot of people, that was a quantum leap because mm-hmm. you, you really weren't yeah. sure, were you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was writing a poem that I'd not done before and then recording that to camera. Uh, but I got a great reaction actually I loved it I loved the fact that you know people so I was doing something different and mm-hmm. you know I'm, I, it has absolutely expanded my mind and my, my thoughts and my writing and, and it's helped me a lot mm-hmm. you know so and mm-hmm. Lee I have to say I really learned a lot from you and your performing skills. Yeah, the creativity challenge. Oh, the, yeah. And yeah. we're going to be repeating that, aren't we? We are, we are. And, and I am a dyed in the wool storyteller, so I'm used to performing and very, very happy to help anybody who wants to up their skills there. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. brilliant. And you were thinking, weren't you, at some point in time, or I'm trying to push you into <laughs> doing some kind of performing skills course at some yes. point. Yes. Me, yeah. me, I'm saying Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. That would be help so with, much fun. That would help mm-hmm. with everything. I mean, yeah. not just performing uh, to an audience, yeah. but actually for media training yeah. as well. Um, yeah. And actually, you know, being able to sort of be in front of a camera and, and talk to people at book festivals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it'd be useful for everyone. Yeah, yeah. confidence building. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Well, look at us. That's our first podcast in the past. Yes. Ka-ching. Oh, ka <laughs> And we're locked down like giddy, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. It's if like... you didn't have your clutches, we'd be doing that little dance that we do. We would, wouldn't we? Straight to yeah. the cars, wouldn't yeah. we? <laughs> oh, we are doing the dance. <laughs> we are doing the little dance. You can join us. I read it's a little undignified, but we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> So how should we sign off? Should we sign off doing that thing? So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from her. (laughs) And it's goodbye from them. (laughs) Goodbye till next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.